This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. This is the Opposition View. Joining us this time, Matt from the New York Talk. Have I said that correctly, Matt? Nailed it. That was perfect. Whee! There you go. I can do it. I can do it, yeah. You still got it, mate. I know. I never had it. Anyway, anyway, welcome. It's it's lovely to talk to you. Uh, And uh, unfortunately, I think on the back of a, a defeat last night, was it? Yeah, first of it of the season, disappointing, 3-0. We deserved to lose as well. It wasn't one of those games where we were in it for a while and they then sort of did as we were never in the game. It was Sunderland, new manager, that you know you sort of expect them to be on top a little bit. Uh, but there's a lot of question marks in our performance and I was just sort of folded after we went behind and we, we never, never, ever got a foothold in the game. So that's a concern. But it's the first time this season, with sixth game in, first loss, coming up. Still a, still a good start, to be fair. I mean, you must be really quite... I'm sorry, and I hope this doesn't come over as condescending, but you're right. You you come up and until last night, I think at one point early in the season you were you were eighth, and I was calling out mm. how well you were doing in terms of for for, for the budgetary size of stuff mm. you've got. I mean, you've you've we've we've just been talking about Millmore, and we'll, we'll get onto a little bit more about that because 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 I love that because it was one of those lovely old ramshackle mm. stadiums. I know yeah. I that. But now you've got the New York Stadium, but from a budgetary point of view, you're still punching above mm. your weight and the season seems to have started pretty well take, take take us through your season up until last night yeah yeah we, we know we know what we are we know where our budget is we know where we are trying we know where we're aiming to be and we know we know where we are in, in, in relation to that the season's been brilliant we, we battered Reading who at one point were top until they lost on Tuesday night uh, we took Birmingham apart I know Birmingham aren't very good but I, I think they beat you guys recently or took some so yeah. we're, we're taking points off teams who are taking points off other good teams as well Drew, Drew nil no with Preston obviously nobody scores against Preston so that were alright we, we drew at QPR QPR have gone to battle Hull in midweek as well 
it was if you'd offered nine points after six games with a positive goal difference in there as well, we'd absolutely snap your hand off for that. We know we need to get to 50 points and we're partway through that already. We're in double digits uh, before end of August. So it, not an incredible start, but much more positive than we were anticipating. I'm loving this. I'm loving this because that later on, as we record this, uh, 11 o'clock to what, in four hours time, Mm. The transfer window will slam shut as Sky keep telling us that it it never just closes, does it? No. It bloody slams. And, and uh, there'll be a wailing and gnashing of teeth because we haven't bought whoever we haven't yeah. bought. And here we are. We're up there and we're, we're happy and everything is going well. I love this. But also, there is a slight thing in the fact that Rotherham are almost the anti-Watford because your manager... You've had him for like six six years. I mean, we've had we've genuinely had managers for less than six days. I mean, having years in, in, in the whole kind of measurement of time of managers is very weird for us. He must be very popular, and he's doing pretty bloody well, isn't he, Paul Warren? Yeah, Warren is a, a club legend. He played. I don't know how many games, 200 plus games for the club, uh, involved in a double promotion as a player. It was then, he stuck around as a fitness coach, was involved in a double promotion as fitness coach, and then has come back as manager. Reluctant manager, got sort of convinced to do it, and he's doing an incredible job with the, with the budget he's got. Even last season in League One, we were nowhere near probably at top six of budgets. I think there were, Wickham might have had bigger budgets than us last season, but because he gets the best out of the players that he's got, that will take you places. You know, he, he, he talks right. He's very honest as well. What, what we like as fans, what I like about him is he's very honest. And if, But he's honest about not... So if he tells you there's a player injured, I'm not, there is a player injured, but I'm not telling you. He's not lying. He's not. He's, he's very open and honest. He is a legend. Whatever he does, wherever he leaves, which of course obviously will at some point, he will be go down as one of the greatest managers. We've had three promotions. We've won at Wembley last season. The yeah. Johns. He's unmatched. His record at Rotherham United is unmatched in our history. Um, and at most clubs in our level will, will, will love what we've got. I suppose in terms of the excitement. And, Stuff like that. Well, the pressure's on, I suppose. Third time lucky. We're getting closer, but if if we fail again, where will he go? How will he feel? Because he's very he's very emotionally led, Paul Warren. If he gets to the end of the season and we go down again, I'm I'm not sure he'll have the, the strength to take it on again. I hope I'm wrong. If we do go down, so I think he should stay. But I think it's a big season for him to see see where he's at as well. So, so who in who in the side that uh, when, when we when we play three o'clock on a Saturday, people mm. three o'clock on a Saturday, we had to wait a while for a That's unusual. I know we're, we're just thrilled not to be in the Premiership anymore. To be quite <laughs> frank, in many ways, like Saturday and there's a game. Wow. Um, who should who should we be considering? Who who who's the highlight in the in the team? Who's the danger man? Who's the creative player? Take us take us through kind of a, a snapshot in terms of the highlights of the Rotherham team. The creative man in the middle is Dan Barlasser. He came from Newcastle's youth team uh, and has been superb. He's got he's doing his joint top assist in the league or second joint top assist in the league. He can just dictate the players a bit, a bit of a, he can play a bit of a quarterback role, just sitting deep and pinging the ball left, right, and centre. He's been a bit more involved this season. Uh, as, as I expected him to be, to be honest with you. Uh, if you can shut him down, it, it shuts down our creativity a little bit, to be honest, uh, which is what Sunderland did. We weren't given any time or space in the middle of the pitch, um, which took him out of the game. Ben Wiles, also in the middle, has been has been decent, but he's had a quiet couple of games. He's been linked with Burnley. As it stands, he's not gone to Burnley, but like we said, there's a few hours left at window, so that could change. Right. Um, we've just signed a new lad on loan from Arsenal, Brooke Norton Cuffey, who's 18-year-old. Ah, wing-back, um, right wing-back. Right wing-back, and he's played twice already, and he's been absolutely superb. Um, he's very, very quick. He's very, very strong. He can do everything but cross the ball. Everything else he's done really well, but he can't <laughs> cross the ball to save his life yet. Um, but he's, he's brilliant in the defensive duels. He, he wins. It feels like he wins more than he loses. And you just don't know what he's going to do next. One of them players that he could do anything. 
and the defenders don't really know how to deal with him so far. So he has been the bright spark. He was the only bright spark on Tuesday, on Wednesday, sorry. But he's a threat defensively and offensively. Oh, well done for getting a right wing back. That's, that's yeah. going to be the, the wailing and the gnashing of teeth this evening if we haven't got <laughs> one of them in by that time. And uh, Norton Cuffey was one of the... Mm. Myriad, there's a good word, myriad of right wing backs. What's a collective noun for a right wing back? Myriad, who knew? Myriad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, 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 I like anybody called Norton Cuffley playing at uh, playing in Rotherham. That's good. I like that a lot. And I've got to ask this because obviously, you know, we believe it or not, we actually do some prep for this. Well, I do occasionally. <laughs> I, I went to, you know, the the authority on all things Rotherham United, which is, of course, Wikipedia, like everyone else. Yep. And it says here, it says here, according to a survey, according to a survey, that's great on Wikipedia, they consider Doncaster Rovers, Barnsley, Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds United as their biggest rivals. Now, that seems an awful lot of people to consider. <laughs> Very greedy. Well, <laughs> and it, and it, it does make me really suspect that Huddersfield are pissed off because they're the only people in Yorkshire that you seem to like. Out of those lot, which one are United's biggest rivals do you consider? Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday is the big one, really. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we Donny, Donny, uh, a sort of bit of a historical one because we've been we're at the same level. Wednesday we have had been successful for a period of time, so we hadn't played them for a period, and then they stole Michael Smith and Michael Hickey in the summer from us, which was added to the fire that was already right, <laughs> burning last season. Um, but yeah, nobody likes Wednesday, and in, in Yorkshire, nobody likes Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> and from for anybody who's listening from Watford or Rotherham United, that Sheffield Wednesday of League One. Just, yes. letting, just letting you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fantastic. So, um, who do you think are the uh, the biggest threats in the Watford team on Saturday? Who who do you think? Oh, that's a good player, or they're good players. I'll or... be honest; it's been difficult to keep track of who you've kept and who was going, hasn't it? Um, oh, yeah, yes. hasn't it? Yes. Yes. Hasn't it just? Point. Yeah, Jao Pedro's staying. As he last is. I've heard, he is and staying, that's yeah. always going to be a massive threat. Uh, as Saar gone yet? Not yet, as we record. No, as we record. <laughs> so they're the, they're the really obvious ones that stand out. Um, as long as Saar doesn't take a penalty, I think it's very. <laughs> <effective>. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be firing up the car if I see him step up for a penalty. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the attacking threats in those guys is. is Excited from from a non Rotherham United point of view, we, we weren't playing. You're exciting to watch when you play Watford. When you watch Watford on telly, those are the guys you're looking for, for something special to happen. We've been quite good defensively so far, other than other than Wednesday when we conceded three. Um, we've been quite good defensively, so it's going to be interesting matchup. See how they match up against an old school defender like Richard Wood. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that matchup works. If you can get in around Richard Wood and, and you use your pace around him, then you we're in trouble. But we've done well at not isolating him recently so that's 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 all obviously is where the game's coming when lost is uh, attacking defense in our side yeah of yeah i'll tell you one thing i'm interested in by matt and mm. it it goes back to something we were talking to at the start um I, I, one thing i'm really looking forward to when i'm going on saturday is the new stadium never mm. been there looking forward to that facilities wise it looks brilliant you know from from mm. tv and stuff like that that i've seen of it what's kind of the, the expectations of of the the fan base at Rotherham in terms of, and you've just touched on it a bit ago, staying in the division, do you think it's really key now that you have to in in, in some way? Or is there enough finances and, and, you know, with your ownership and so forth, which I'm not that familiar with, Mm. I've got to be honest, you know, if you do go down, is it the end of the world or are you kind of trying to build something there at Rotherham now? Trying to build something. Uh, It's a difficult one because we've got a lot of players out of contract at the end of the season. Dan Barlash, I've mentioned, is out of contract. Chidozi Ogbeni, who's another threat, who's got three goals so far, three, five, three goals in five games. He's out of contract in summer. 
there's a couple of others that are out of contracts. If we were to go down, then they're obviously not going to stay with us because they are yeah. championship players. So then the question asks, and like I mentioned with Paul Warren, as Paul Warren, does he want to put himself through another? Because if you, if you listen to the Moment Truth podcast, which is out, BBC Sounds, if you listen to that, the amount it took out of him is just incredible. It's, it's an incredible listen as a neutral, it would be, as a Rotherham fan, to know how much it took out of him and hurt him when we lost. And when, when, we, when we got promoted, and they didn't celebrate, it was just that relief. So it wasn't an mm. enjoyment factor. And I, I think you can only go through that so much. So if we were to go down, we're losing all those players, potentially losing Paul One, that's just my opinion. There's nothing backing it up. But yeah. if we were to go down, I just don't know what would happen next. There are finances, but Tony Shoot will back us to an extent. But would another manager get what Paul Warren gets out of the players or you know, find these little gems that Paul One's managed to find? If we stay up this season, we can kick on. You know, we might be able to keep Marlas, we might be able to keep Chio or Gwenny. This this feels like a really important season for us. And mm. that's why this start is particularly impressive because we can stay up. If we finish 18th this season, that'd be incredible because we can keep the players. Paul will probably stay. We might might even get a bit more investment because he's told us he might, says tells us he'll invest if we stay up and get reasonable. So we'll see how it goes. But it, it does feel an important season, to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that's a proper footballer there. Somebody who describes promotion as a, a basically a breath in a in an endurance event no 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 happiness purely relief that's it you go. that's all the proper stuff i like that i like that a lot um for anybody who doesn't know part of rotherham's history mm. who who are the you know um, not the pen notes in a program here but who who, who are the shining lights that you that you immediately go when somebody tells you go abroad and somebody goes rotherham who who are they you pick out three names probably who are they going to be paul one will be one of them uh even if he went manager paul one would still be still be one to go for um alan lee is a rotherham legend he went on to play for huddersfield palace ipswich uh he scored he scored an 89th minute winner to promoters in 2001 to the what was what was the first division and at the time we were at Millmore we were at Millmore we had a couple of pens to shit to rub together that were about it um for for all I talk about Paul Warner and amazes on that achievement back then in the late late 90s early 2000s to go from division 3 to the first division under Ronnie Moore was just an incredible achievement which yeah. that that wouldn't happen nowadays the finances aren't there for that to happen again um so Ronnie Moore as well uh, King Ronnie. He was there in the 80s before my time. Scored a bucket load of goals, came yeah. back, and is now known as King. Ronnie is the King of Rotherham. Um, so, yeah, those those are the three for me. There's obviously countless others that have been done well, but those are the three that are Rotherham United in a nutshell, to be honest with you. I love, love all three of them. I've, I've always thought that Rotherham were almost better known for the high-profile managers you've had. Through, mm. through history. So you've had like Tommy Doherty at yeah. one stage who went on to Man United. You had Ian Porterfield, <laughs> who's famous for scoring the winning goal in the 73, I think it was, mm. FA, uh, FA Cup winner for Sunderland versus Leeds. Everybody's going, I'm not interested. And then they hear that Leeds lost and that, that cheers them up, obviously. <laughs> and 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 then Nicole, and he went on to replace Alex Ferguson at Aberdeen and then went on to Chelsea. But most people, because I'm sorry, I'm a child of the 70s and wake up, in the early 80s, you had England captain and Liverpool legend. And, of course, most important, question of sport captain, when question of sport wasn't bloody ruined by the BBC. Not that I'm complaining, but it ruined it. Emlyn Hughes, who was an absolute legend oh, at the Emlyn. time. And he was, he, I don't think he had the most success there, but um, you've, had, you've had some managers and Kenny Jackett. He didn't last long, but there we go. 
Jacket. Here we go. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. He lasted about five games, didn't he? Basically, yeah. He came in. We were it were one of those seasons. I think we had like five points. We were. It was November, and we were basically already relegated. As a fan, that's how it felt. And he came in. And you thought, right, it's Kenny Jacket. He got Wolves promoted a couple of seasons before. You think, here we go. This we're going to go down, but we've got a man who knows League One, and he can get us back up. And then five games later, we drew to Leeds, which was a decent result. And then a day later. He's just walked. Uh, it was the strangest appointment in our history, probably. Yeah. Um, he's not fondly remembered. No, and, and in, in, in the in the bottom two divisions, especially in the third tier, I mean, he's had, mm. you know, you say, uh, you know, Wolves, uh, 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 Portsmouth, Millwall, and also Swansea as well. He was he was part of the Swansea kind of rise when they when they when they they pushed on and pushed up, which was all very good as well. So obviously you heard that Carl's coming up on Saturday. Um, we normally try and find him a sort of a local delicacy to eat while he's up there. He had a, a butter pie at Preston, um, which I don't think he was massively a fond fan of. Really. I don't. Oh, you did. You liked it, did you? You didn't come across yeah, it was all, the video. It was all right. it was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's butter. Potato and I don't know what it was, some some vegetable. So yeah, I couldn't get that excited by it. It was it was all right during. I think it was I think it was after. But... After was an issue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The people in the car so, with you weren't that keen on it. Oh no, so, they weren't happy. No. They didn't like it. Anyway, enough of Carl Carl's movements, shall we say? Let's ask Matt: Is there a local delicacy that Carl should be trying, sir? Who who and where should he should he attend and try something, preferably pastry based? Just say McDonald's, Matt. That'll do, mate. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You no. take it off that easy. There's nothing particularly interesting or special. We're very proud of pucker pies being from Rotherham. That's our sort of thing. Ooh, that's Carl's kind of, kind of thing. There, chicken bolty pies uh, is a particular favourite of mine. Winner, so. winner. Chicken dinner. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> now, I did see when I was doing said research earlier on, and you mentioned there from you, and that makes sense because one of the statistics that it gave was that Rotherham fans, on average, eat 45% more pucker pies than the other fans in the division. Of course you do. That's They're right. next door. That's, there you go. <laughs> I told you I should be a Rotherham fan. <laughs> <laughs> proof, if, proof if it were needed. Well, that Makes sense, yeah, fantastic. So, um, well, there you go, Carl. You, you got off lightly there, I think. This yeah. time, pie. Yeah. thank you, pucker pie. There we go. So, celebrity fan status obviously, mm. we win almost every single round of this kind of celebrity round poker because we just we it's like top trumps, we just go Elton John beats everyone. But you have obviously got some some fine celebrity supporters, and I do mean plural, and I don't just mean the two of them. Before, now before you start, is the, are the Chuckle Brothers on that list? Well, they oh. would be. Oh, well, I thought they would be. Well, one is now. Oh, one is sorry, anyway. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Ba- sorry, Barry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nicely done. Well done. Yeah. Sorry. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, ju- Justin's in charge of subtlety. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> 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 to me. To me, to you. But, but you've also got... A- You've also got a couple of others. Look, you can tell which one of us has done research here. I think I know something. Brilliant. Famous supporters of Rotherham United, Muse basis, Chris Wollstonehome is a Rotherham United fan. And this one, I was genuinely kind of, oh, what? Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes acting star who played Ray Carling, who was um, Gene Hunt's burly kind of henchman. Dean Andrews is another Rotherham fan. You've got a pretty strong hand, I would suggest, that after us, obviously after us, <laughs> you're, pro- you're, you're in second place in this league table. It's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah. we've got Howard Webb as well, former World Cup final referee. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a Rotherham fan as well. Oh, he's pulled that one out of the bag there. Yeah. <laughs> Howard Webb. 
Yeah. In fairness, all, tra- all Tranmere has he, got it, Mike Dean. So. Did he referee that game with the Netherlands where they basically were yeah. like kicking the lumps out of each other? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the Dion somebody in chest. That's it, it. yeah, like yeah. in the chin. So there you go. Oh, celebrity fans. So the Chuckle Brothers were on that list, were they, Pete? Or Paul Chuckle mm. was on that list, was he? Chuckle Brother. The president, the club president, honorary club president. Yeah. Paul is. Yeah, I've, I've seen pictures of him at games and stuff. With, mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. If you watch some old Chuckable episodes, they used to do bits at Millmore and bits about Rotherham in, in the actual yep. show. That's fantastic. Yep. Which was sort of cool. I love that. I think that's brilliant. I think we have come to the important part of, of what we call <laughs> loosely call a show, which is really just rambling nonsense. We we have a prediction league map. <laughs> and um, and and so far, Justin is winning. Carl is in second place. And I'll be honest with you, the EFL Championship as a whole, whom you are representative, have been shite with bells on, <laughs> right? They have scored no points, no correct predictions at all. So immediately, and I said this last week, you can't do worse than average because average is bugger all. <laughs> what, we need, what we need is a prediction for the score. The scoring goes as follows. If you win, predict it's a win, a win draw or a lose, you get one point. If you get the right score difference, so if it's 3-1 but you predict 2-0, you get an extra point, so that's two points. Right score, you get three points. Don't forget, you are also representing other teams in Yorkshire, so you might just want to foul them up anyway, but that's not the idea here. What do you think the score is going to be on uh, on, on Saturday? I'm going to go draw. We are The loss in the midweek is concerned me. The manner of the loss concerned me in midweek, but we're at home. Our home record's pretty good. Well, one beaten in three games. So I'm going to go 1-1, not particularly high-scoring game. I would I would take 1-1 draw against teams like you. This is good. Justin's buggered. Yeah, That's his favourite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that thump was Justin's forehead hitting his microphone. Um, Justin is still currently holding on to a 5-3 to three lead. So we go to Carlos, who's playing catch-up. Carl, what do you think the score's going to be? Yeah, just on what Matt said there, I think... Um, in the manner in which we, although our performance was shocking against Middlesbrough, but the, the way in which we won it, I think there's going to be a, a bit of a bounce there. And their defeat in midweek makes me pretty confident. So I'm going to go Watford three, Rotherham one, because we can't we can't defend for Toffee. <laughs> the idea of a clean sheet has just been given up on since since since, since the early part of the season. Three one, Justin, or one three, I should say, Justin, come on in. Your, well, your your favourite result of one all has yeah, been taken away from you. That's gone, you can't it? have it. That's gone. It's done. It served me well that result. As I well, actually. Uh, can I just make a prediction on the prediction? He's going to say nil nil. I'm not because in the, in the, <laughs> I'm not simply because in the past two matches we've scored more than two goals, but we've also conceded goals as well so uh, you went with 3-1 we, we, haven't, you we haven't scored more than two goals we've conceded we, we scored two goals in each of the two games oh you're right yeah QPR got three didn't they I, I still oh. count that one that was offside in my mind yeah oh, yeah well I agree no I, I concur with that <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be yeah. ringing the, the EFL getting them to adjust the league accordingly please if you Excellent. could please thank yeah, you that'd, that'd be great that would please me if you would um, so what did you go for 3-1 I'm going to go for 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one. well 2-1 is in Watford 2 Rotherham 1 um, okay. Yeah. Excellent. So we have a draw and two Watford wins. From a Watford perspective, this is this is somewhat optimistic. I'm quite pleased with this. And Carlos has turned around from from his the, the butter pie. That, aren't we? Well, you, you said Preston were going to win. You ate a butter pie and you've been optimistic ever since. That's all I'm yeah. saying. 
yeah. I took that as punishment, that butterfly. I thought that. No. Happened. In fairness, in fairness, <laughs> if there is a fourth presenter of this of this whole nonsense, it is the butterfly. It's had more appearances than anybody else. I was going to say than hot dinners, but that wouldn't work, would it? That would not work at all. No. Right. Well, so there we go. That's uh, that's that all set up and and ready to go. Um, yeah, I, I've got a feeling I might do all right this weekend. I don't know why. I just think it might be me. Might be my turn again. And I'll, I'll be sending smug messages just like you do when you. Uh, no, I, I don't do things like that. <laughs> do you not? Okay. <laughs> I did. I genuinely did. I wait. It's a live Twitter space. Live Twitter spaces. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> charming, isn't it? Hey? Charming. Wake up on a Sunday and I looked out at WhatsApp. Oh, Justin, he goes. You haven't adjusted the prediction league yet. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have let it you get light first. Got a result I? There. Yeah, yeah, I should have let it get light first. All right. Well, I think that I think that wraps up proceedings. Uh, it Matt, it's been a pleasure to talk at you, uh, to talk to you uh, <laughs> for the past sort of half an hour. Good luck for the rest of the season, unless you're playing us, of course. And we'll do this again um at the home fixture if that's okay with you. Perfect. Sounds brilliant. Good luck. I hope you stay up, Matt. I hope you stay up. I really mean that. I say I hope you stay up. It's the kind of thing you want to wish somebody on the first of September. I mean, <laughs> I, I, hope you, I, I hope I hope you get in the playoffs and not not automatic because obviously they'll be us and someone else. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, Matt from the New York Talk podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Podcast Network. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.